in terms of people getting that support? How can they be brave enough? And I think one of the things that I try to say to the ladies, I mean, I've been in business for 15 years, you know, like yourself, been a long time. And I see these things on Facebook and it's make a five, six, seven figure income, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And I say to the ladies, I've probably made just about every mistake that you can make in business. (laughs) And I'm open about that. I don't try and hide that. Being a female entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, you know, whether you're male or female, it's a roller coaster ride. You can be high one day and just at the, the pit the next. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with a community of women who will be there to support you through those lows, but cheer you on through the highs. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. This week, I have a very special soul, the amazing Fabe Kylie. Now, this beautiful woman brings a beacon of hope and a spark of vivacity to everyone, especially entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. She's the youngest of five brothers. She learned early the art of resilience and healthy competition. And it wasn't just about keeping up, but also setting the pace. And it's this fire that led her to create waves, quite literally, as the first female lifesaver on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. With over a quarter of a century under her belt, She's curated and grand staged people like Sir Richard Branson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Randy Zuckerberg, and has inspired masses. Yet her brilliance shines not just in the magnitude, but the intention. Every event, whether grand with stars or intimate with rising solopreneurs, carries the signature touch of empowerment, engagement, and undeniable fun. So I know you are going to love this week's show because she has really mastered what it means to put on incredible events, create social connectivity, and inspire, delight, and welcome all people from all walks of life as a part of her network where she's really big on reaching out, collaborating, making waves, and inspiring people that together we rise. She believes in the potent mix of strategy and community. It's not just about individual success. It is definitely what I just mentioned, all about the collective rise. Now, what I really, really love about this woman is she understands the weight of isolation, and she knows that sometimes being in business can be incredibly lonely. But I can assure you, having her by your side, you're not just joining an event or attending some function. You're becoming part of a movement. So don't deny yourself or wait any longer. Connect and discover the magic that unfolds when women unite. I'd love for you to go to her website, fabekiley.com. That's F-A-B-E-K-E-I-L-Y.com. Because also, if you happen to hear this in time, there's a number of events that she has coming up, but a massive women's expo on Friday, the 10th of November. If you happen to be on the Sunshine Coast and want to be at a live event inspired by this precious soul's heart and magnitude, you will not want to miss it. 
in the show notes will be a link to get yourself two free tickets. You heard that right, two free tickets. So you can head on over to my beautiful Instagram page, Kim Morrison and the number 28, Facebook, Kim Morrison Training, or go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash uh, self-love podcast. That's where you'll find all the show notes and the links. But also, if you want to go straight there, head on over to favekylie.com. I cannot wait to hear what you think about this week's show. She is a woman on a mission, and I know you're going to love hearing her story and why she does what she does. I hope it inspires you as much as it inspires me. Take care, be kind, and I look forward to sharing more with you. Same place, same time next week. Take care now. You all know that one of my favorite things to do each and every week is to bring to your beautiful ears a guest that has inspired me, that maybe has her own way of doing things and actually makes people feel fantastic when you're in her company. And this week is no exception. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, beautiful Fabe Kylie. Thank you for having me, beautiful Kim Morrison. <laughs> it's such a treat. We were just saying off air that we've seen each other a few times this year, but we haven't really had a chance to connect. And I thought, what better way to do that than to bring you onto the show? Because I really do believe your story, your ethos, your company, the events that you run are so incredible, especially around the whole vibe of connection and making people feel like they are part of a collective rise, which is something that I love in your terms as something something that will allow us all to come together and, and rise together, champion one another. Could you perhaps take us on a little journey before we get into all of the extraordinary magic that you do as to what led you down, not only the entrepreneurial route, but also what really drove you to want to bring women together in a very safe, holistic and inspirational way? Oh, my goodness, where do I start? <laughs> I think... Um, <clears throat> What led me down that path? So my background in event man management meant that I was um, the operations manager for a personal development company that used to host events both in Australia and internationally. And I used to watch my old boss try and run events for women totally not the way a woman would want it run. And so I just thought, you know what, I think there's an opportunity for me here because I really... I really think women connect uniquely and differently and they just have, yeah, just a completely different way. So that set me on a path probably 15 years ago of launching our own personal development conferences for women. And basically on and off over the last 15 years have been doing that in some shape or form, either through a two-day conference or workshops or breaking it down into smaller bite-sized pieces for some women, like focusing on health or mindset or um, their business or the career. Move on a few years, um, obviously COVID hit and the personal development conferences that we're running for women, we couldn't hold. But a lot of women in our community were female entrepreneurs. So we pivoted and just really supported the women in whatever way we could. It was a really tough couple of years for them and then off the back end of that launched the Empowering Women Network um, yeah which is sort of where we are today and focusing in 
bringing, we're a boutique business network that brings female entrepreneurs together, uh, you know, just for support, for connection, because, you know, it can be quite isolating. You can feel very disconnected um, in what you do to achieve. So just about bringing the women together and really looking forward to relaunching our personal development conferences again next year. Oh, it's such a massive thing, isn't it? And I really love the fact that you didn't sit back. You didn't feel like there was nothing for us in the fact that we couldn't do live events, but instead you created this beautiful online connection and community. Can you tell us a little bit more? Because I know that the listener, the self-love podcast listener, isn't just from the Sunshine Coast. They're all over Australia, believe it or not, international, New Zealand. How could people or can people become a part of this network, even if they don't live on the Sunshine Coast? Look, we're a free-to-join business um, network. So they simply have to go to my website, which is fabe, dot com, and they can become a member from there. As a result of becoming a member, they'll actually get access to $10,000 worth of online courses that will help them to grow personally and to grow in their business. We deliberately made it a free-to-join membership because we want the network to go global. So we really didn't want finances to be a barrier for any woman because we could be talking to women in the Middle East. We could have women from Africa. Yeah, we, and already we've got women from the USA, from the Philippines, from um, Cambodia, yeah, that have, that have come on board and joined the network. It's really powerful when you bring women from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different beginnings and different stages of their business. Have you found that part of the networks and the communities and the events that you've run, that the more experienced women are very open to sharing their knowledge and their wisdom? And have you found that the newer businesswomen, newer members have also been really open to asking for that support and advice? And if so, how do you make sure that happens? Look, I don't think it, it happens all the time. Some women um, some women can feel quite threatened by other women that are successful. So in that respect, some women aren't um, as open or willing to share. But we seem to attract women that have a heart for women, if you know what I mean, um, because our whole ethos is, is about, as you said earlier, together we rise. Those that are just in it for themselves tend to sort of um, not, not stay involved and not stay connected. Um, now, the question that you asked, I'm just trying to think what it was because I've lost my train of thought now. Well, how um, do they, those that are open to it, those that really do love to share their wisdom and knowledge or those that are really willing to learn, how do you allow that process to happen organically? And I know that you just said that many women will drop out when it doesn't suit them. So I'm assuming then that the majority of women that are left in that group are very open to share and to be a part of that. And is it done through uh, networking opportunities or is it done through just your philosophy of being open and together and connectedness? How do you make it happen? Well, the events are run in a very specific um, format. So typically when you might, you know, I don't know what other women experience in other countries, but in Australia, you, your typical networking event is you'll get there, you know, probably about 15 minutes later you'll sit down 
there won't be a lot of time for networking and actually connecting with women. We're very deliberate about the amount of time that we allow for women to be able to chat and connect and catch up. Probably half the event is actually dedicated to that. And then the other half is then about um, learning, getting together, supporting one another. Um, More recently, we try and have those who are probably a little bit, depending on what the ladies are learning, Um, but we've been certainly double downing on AI and chat GPT recently, but making sure that some women, the women who are a little bit more experienced are free and available during the event to be able to go along and support and help. So I think it's primarily about being deliberate um, and, as I say, dedicating half the event to networking and catching up, and that can be formal and informal. And then the other the other aspect is just really encouraging those who've got a bit more knowledge and information to be going around and supporting um, in that capacity. It makes such sense, and I think it's so beautiful because anyone that comes into your vortex, anyone in your energy will know that everybody is welcome and everybody is loved and appreciated. And I think that's what makes your network so unique and so powerful. You do mention, well, I did mention in the opening around the fact that you were guided and maybe mentored a little bit there by the incredible Mark Boris. There's some phenomenal entrepreneurs and experts out there. Um, Could you give us, if anyone doesn't know who Mark Boris is, Firstly, he's quite hot to look at. He's quite gorgeous and very successful. I've had the privilege of hearing him speak, hug him and get a photo with him. But I'm more captivated by the fact that he is obviously someone who really looks after himself. He's very clever and astute at what he does. He's persistent. He's resilient. He's also very engaging and incredibly real in many ways. And yet he is so highly successful. Could you tell us a little bit about the people like Mark Boris who have mentored you and why being mentored is such an important facet of business and life and entrepreneurship? Okay, so I think the question that you asked me before was, you know, in terms of people getting that support, how can they be brave enough? And I think one of the things that I try to say to the ladies, I mean, I've been in business for 15 years, you know, like yourself, been a long time, and I see these things on Facebook and it's make a five, six, seven-figure income, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And I say to the ladies, I've probably made just about, every mistake that you can make in business. And I'm open about that. I don't try and hide that. Being a female entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, you know, whether you're male or female, it's a roller coaster ride. You can be high one day and just at the, the pit the next. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with a community of women who will be there to support you through those lows, but cheer you on through the highs. So in terms of, um, you know, funny conversations in in terms of some of the speakers and uh, mentors that I've had in my life. So Mark Boris, I particularly remember um, walking with him into a Sydney event and he was just telling me um, the event that we ran. Basically, his staff were saying to him, oh, you don't want to be a part of that, you don't want to be a part of that. It was a financial education summit and personal development event rolled into one. But he said when he looked at it, he loved it. He loved the concept. He loved what we were doing. Um, so he jumped on board. He was like, you know, I'm not about to let, to let my staff dictate to me, you know, 
what I should do and who I should partner with and what I should be, um, you know, a part of. So at that particular event, he also at the time was launching a book called Whatever It Takes. I don't know if you've read it um, or heard of it, but it's an amazing book just saying that if you want to be successful in business or in life, I suppose, in generally when it talks about achieving your goals and dreams, you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. And I think that's, you know, in 15 years, it's there were so many times along the way where I honestly think, you know, I could have given up. But all the time there was just this burning desire and passion in me to see women break through their limiting beliefs to fulfil their unique destiny, whether that was in business or whether that was in the community or in whatever shape or form that was. And I suppose that's where everything was birthed for me was really seeing women break through those limiting beliefs to do that and which has now sort of morphed and evolved into really working with female startup and solo entrepreneurs. Powerful. I love that book. I got it a number of years ago. I think he actually signed it for me. But what I loved was how it really was that it's up to you to decide exactly what it is that you want to achieve in life and in business. But it's a reminder for you to see that it it takes strength and tenacity and commitment and an ability to triumph over the, I guess, the hardship and the tragedies of life. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, in many ways, the comeback story, even successful entrepreneurs, top sports people, musicians, all incredible people. In fact, every human on this planet tends to go through challenging times or has struggle, all those limiting beliefs that you're talking about, especially when we suffer with comparisonitis or things like that. (laughs) How on earth have you personally managed yourself? And could you give us an example maybe of one of those mistakes that you've made in business and how the hell did Fabe Kylie get herself, pick herself back up to continue and then continue giving to others? Oh, there's a few things that come into play when we talk about that. I think one of the most important things I believe is super important to have as a foundation when you're trying to achieve anything, whether it's in life or business, is to have a foundation and a base of um, being very mindful of what you say and what you think. Um, I have a daily journal that I keep and I have an affirmation, you know, that um, and affirmations, not just one, that I speak over my life and into my life every single day. So I could have had a really crap day the day before But it's about believing that something good, you know, and expecting something good is going to happen today to me and something good is going to happen today through me. So that's probably, you know, the foundation of, of making sure that you sort of can get through the highs and lows that, that life throws at you in terms of the mistakes that I've made. So I think I've changed my business name about five times, Kim. (laughs) It started off as creating wealth to give, which morphed into what women want wealth creation, which morphed into what working women want, which morphed into real woman global. And now I'm sticking with the Empowering Women Network. So that's probably one of the biggest mistakes I've made. I wouldn't recommend changing your business name five times. 
But do you think, though, in the process of that, you've evolved? You're the one who has actually grown and shined through each of those names. I mean, I bet even you saying those names takes me back to different times that you've launched different things. I mean, is it really that bad or is it just something that you think has it has it stopped people being able to follow you because you feel like they've lost momentum? Like, I don't see that as a bad thing because I know each of those businesses as you launched them were so powerful. No, you're probably right. And it's interesting that you say that in terms of, I think there's a, per, a real personal growth that's happened in me along that journey. You know, sometimes I would get so frustrated along the way and and because because my dream is for what I do to be global, it's like I've just I just felt like I was stuck in this little box and thing you know things just weren't happening fast enough for me and then um, yeah but like even also now, Faye, it's more around your lack of patience. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, <laughs> it could be. But I've always, I suppose, along the way, I have when I started to get discouraged about the amount of time things were taking. I've encouraged myself that no, this is all part of your story. It will it will all benefit you in the long run and everything that you're learning along the way, you will be able to use to impart and encourage others. And that you have, my friend. <laughs> Whenever you speak, you talk about those pitfalls or moments that have challenged you. But more importantly, you talk to us from a place of how to get over that and and keep pushing, keep Keep in the trenches, so to speak. What do you do to keep yourself motivated apart from change your name? What do you do to keep yourself in the trenches and focused and delivering content and quality information? Oh, look, you know, as I say, journaling and affirmations is is a very big part of keeping myself positive. And the other thing is just making a conscious decision and choice to keep the blinkers on. You know what it's like when you're scrolling Facebook or social media and you can just, you know, you start to see, you know, Facebook is, social media is full of the highlights. You don't, people don't broadcast, you know, the some people do, but the majority of people don't broadcast the the tough days and, and the crappy things that are happening. They might give you snippets, but they don't tell you the real truth. And um, the other thing that I do is I'm very deliberate, you know, and look, I'm not, I haven't always been deliberate about making sure that I um, upskill myself. I've always loved personal development in any shape or form. So I'm always, you know, probably at least once or twice a year, I'm reading something new, you know, in that space just to help myself grow just personally. But then in business, there's two, two things that I I love reading about, you know, we'd go away on holidays and my books would be a personal development book and a business growth book, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so no wonder I, you know, end up doing what I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, so just being deliberate about keeping upskilled. We've partnered recently with um, uh, an Australian-wide organisation called WIRE, Women in Regional Entrepreneurship. And they've specifically putting together basically a task force and a, and a program helping female entrepreneurs teach them about um, AI and how they can incorporate that in their business in terms of sales, in terms of, you know, automation just with daily tasks, in terms of video marketing, everything like that. So I just, any programs like that that are available, I jump on board 
um, and just try and make sure I'm keeping upskilled so that I can, you know, help the ladies and make sure that they're they're keeping themselves on the forefront. Because as far as AI is concerned, my my take on it is the horse is out of the gate and we just need to make sure that we get the best trainers available. Mm. Well, uh, you know, every time I mention the words or initials AI or artificial intelligence, <laughs> t- I can tell you this, the people <laughs> that don't know much about it, the people that haven't done any training in it, the people that maybe aren't digital marketers or online strategists all freak out and go, I'm really freaked. I'm frightened of it. I don't want to know about it. It's worrying me. What if someone takes my identity? What if someone sends a message to my kids? It's very fear-based. Then when I speak to someone who's trained in it, a digital marketer, an online social magnate, anyone that understands it is so freaking excited by it. They're aware of the pitfalls, just like we were when books probably first eventuated into the into their being, just like when social media came on board and people freaked about that at times. I'm with you. It ain't going anywhere. And the yeah. freaky thing about it is what they've done in 12 months. I can't imagine where we're going to be in another 12 months, to, let alone five years. And in my humble experience of it is that you want to learn about it as much as you can so that you're kind of ahead of the curveball for when it can or may have things go wrong. Because let's face it, everything has different extremities of positive and negative. But I truly think it's one of the most phenomenal things that's ever hit. I'm so excited by it and so lit up by some of the results and the when I've primed it and given it information and the charts and the and the stuff it's given me back is mind-blowing. Things that would take me so long to create. This is a same a game changer and a time saver. What's your thoughts around AI and where then do you think we should be sitting with it? Am I on the right path and thinking that we need to learn more about it? What's your thoughts on it then? Yeah, absolutely. As I say, you know, the horses out of the gate just need to make sure we get the best trainers. It's a fantastic low-cost tool. You know, I'm looking at through the eyes of the women that are in our network things that they would would normally either not have access to or have to pay thousands of dollars for, which they don't have when they're trying to start up in their, you know, um, in the early days of their business. Marketing especially, you know, and just um, there's just so many things that ChatGPT can do to save you time, to save you money that, yeah, normally just you a female entrepreneur just in a startup phase wouldn't have access to. So I think you're right. I think it's important to for us to be, you know, ahead of the curve. We don't need to be afraid of it. We just need to learn how to use it. It's a tool for us to learn how to use wisely. Mm. And, look, there's, it's interesting because um, one of the services that we're going to start offering soon is um, to use virtual assistance from countries overseas, you know, where women perhaps don't um, get paid as well as we'd like. So we want to start working with them and, and be able to have them as virtual assistants. But every single one that I interview, you know, I say to them, so, you know, have you used ChatGPT and AI? And they just laugh and I go, what are you laughing about? They go, of course we do. We use it every single day, all the time. And I'm like, oh, I said, because the female entrepreneurs here in Australia are still freaking out about it and scared of it. 
I think that's what makes it so special. And I imagine the the whole VA world has just opened right up because now there's an opportunity to not be misinterpreted or a better opportunity for more clarity. And like I said, the word I was using before, priming, we can prime this to suit our voice, our style, our delivery, our content. Like it is, I think it's one of the most amazing tools I've ever seen. I, I'm, I'm curious in, from your point of view in a business development model, uh, entrepreneurship for women, what do you think are some of the pitfalls for women? Let's talk about the pitfalls of that you've noticed over 15 years and then how have women overcome those pitfalls or is it just through educating oneself that we learn more resilience, more tenacity, more upskilling? Like how the hell do we keep women entrepreneurs interested in being an entrepreneur? Yeah, look, I think one of the biggest pitfalls is we overestimate what we can achieve in 12 months and underestimate what we can achieve in 10 years. You know, it's that whole lack of patience, you know, not because often women get into business, you know, they come up with a great idea, they see a gap in the market, they go, oh, you know, and they, you know, they probably talk to friends and family who obviously don't necessarily, won't always be 100% honest with them. Um, so they're giving them positive feedback and they think, great, you know, and they, they launch off and they start and and then, you know, they get everything. They, they spend might spend a few months, you know, getting their website up and getting their, their shop shopping cart going and, and they do a few posts on social media and it's like crickets and they're like, oh, no, and they're devastated. <clears throat> and it's like you've just got to be consistent. <laughs> you've got to show up every day. You've got to keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, I think one of the biggest pitfalls that people make in business in general is focusing on what they can get rather than what they can give. Talk to us more about that because that's really, to me, sounding like coming from a place of service rather than desire. Yeah, like you, you know, I'm very aware of any marketing that happens on um social media and people are using and it's they're using social media platforms but it's more it's to promote their offering or who they are or testimonials rather than what they don't realize is if they would just focus on using their skill or their expertise to give in some shape or form to educate to you know but depending on what their skill is to entertain then they will naturally you know, I I haven't seen any situation. What what the biggest sort of challenge is it takes time. It takes time for people to know that you're just you're not there about just you just want to make a quick buck or a quick sale out of them. You're actually there to, as you say, to serve, to help them, to, to you know, and your product or service, you know, no no one gets into business thinking they don't have a great product or service. That's why they get into business. So then it's realising, okay, it's not about just having a great product or service. It's about building relationship with people so that they learn to know you, like you, trust you. And one of the best ways that they can do that is, you know, by by serving and giving um, of their knowledge, of their expertise, of, you know, it wouldn't matter if you had a, like to me, if you've got a retail product, 
that retail product, say, for example, um, I don't know, someone makes soaps, you know, that you might have around the house, you know, you can teach people how to display things nicely. You know, it's not just about selling the soap. You can teach people you know, what the best, what the product ingredients are. You can teach, there's lots of things, you know, you can teach people how to make little gift bags up for your friends or family or, you know, there's lots of things that you can actually branch off and, and serve depending on, you know, what product or service you have. Mm, it's so true and I think it's such an important thing to remember. We've mentioned a couple of times, Beautiful Faye, that you've made many mistakes, had lots of learnings and opportunities for growth, um, and you've also had wins and you've also created some beautiful networks. Um, you've spoken at incredible events yourself. You've acknowledged yourself up to the max. You keep informed. And and I guess my real question here is you mentioned it very briefly that some women in particular aren't great at sharing knowledge or maybe they have more of a competitive mindset. You know, there's a there's a term I heard it just not long ago called sympathetic joy. And it's really about having a you know joy for someone else's success. That's really challenging. I know even for myself, when I'm at the bottom of a pile and not feeling so great and someone else has just absolutely nailed it and won something or done something or created something. And one thing I've really trained myself to do is to have that sympathetic joy because I actually get a kick out of complimenting on someone else. Is that something that you encourage within your networks that it's really important to champion one another, especially those that are winning, but also to be mindful that life is full of dichotomies, ups and downs. You too will be winning at some point with that consistency. Yeah, look, absolutely. You know, the the environment, whole environment, of the Empowering Women Network is all about being there to support and champion and cheer one another on. And it's basically about the network is there to back you until you can back yourself. You know, you really want to surround yourself with with women and with people. And it's not always just women. We, you know, some of the mentors and stuff in, in terms of um, our knowledge and education are men because we have some brilliant men who have, you know, just amazing knowledge and expertise in different areas. Um, in terms of, uh, I've lost my train of thought now. That's all right, because I give you so many different things to think I know, about. I know. About having those, riding the waves, the highs and lows, but also having that ability to have joy for someone else's success, reminding yes. ourselves okay. that we too will be up there again. Absolutely. So I don't know if you've ever been, been through an awards process. Yes. You know, um, for different awards. And in one respect, it's wonderful, you know, and you can look back and see how, you know, how far you've grown. Um, but the look, I've watched it, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily, I'm a people watcher. I like watching people's. I love watching. For example, I love just watching horses and their behaviour and and how they interact with one another. I love watching people, but also you know, like some people aren't necessarily aware of um, the feelings that someone might be having in a moment. Whereas I I watch people to see what's happening, and I've watched in that type of award environment. You know, we've we've gone from being nominated to being a finalist, to being a winner. But the look on 
the faces of the women who were nominated and who were finalists but didn't end up winning, oh, it, it breaks my heart. Like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's heart-wrenching just to see them. And they're tr- I can see that they're all trying to put on this brave face, you know, of, oh, you know, like you say, having that sympathetic joy, but I can see they're actually gutted. <laughs> oh. But so one of the things that I really want to change about that environment is instead of having an annual awards, we're going to have an annual celebration night. So it's about just celebrating our wins together, you know, because normally we we actually did that. um, We started holding the networking events out on our property on the Sunshine Coast here. and our very first launch event, you know, the ladies, they came out a bit earlier and we had, you know, champagne and cheese and crackers and they were able to go down and just mix with the horses and pat the horses and it was lovely. Um, but I actually got the ladies to hop up and share just one win that they'd had, you know. And, I mean, and it was just amazing and so encouraging and so inspiring and it could be something small and insignificant, but it didn't matter because it was a win to them. And and just the sense of, um, what's the word, just joy and celebration in the room that night. And some people had had a really tough time. One particular woman, her husband um, has been going, undergoing treatment for leukaemia. So she'd had a really tough year. But she said one thing that she learned in the midst of all that was just to be present in the moment and and just sit in that moment and be okay, you know, um, and just appreciate appreciate time with her husband and time with, you know, um, in the midst of all that they were going through. And she said up until that probably season of what she was going through, it was she wasn't. She wasn't doing that. She was just rushing through. Life was just, you know, passing her by. I think that's where it's so important, networks and women like you, reminding all of us of the importance of this. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm kind of like in two minds. I'm sitting here and I think... I listen to people that, you know, they get participation awards. I'm I'm thinking of school or everyone who does the cross country and not honouring first, (laughs) second and third. And then I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, ah, because I too was in that situation. I became a finalist and I was so proud to get there. I think what I was worried about is I wasn't going to tell anybody, Fabe, that I got into it just in case I, (laughs) and my thing was disappointing them. So I had people come over from New Zealand to come to my awards. I had two tables of 10 people come to my awards. Now, the woman who won my category was freaking amazing. She deserved it tenfold. But I spent probably two hours in my wardrobe (laughs) afterwards sobbing, thinking I'd let everybody down. (laughs) And it took one of them to come and get me and go, will you get your shit together (laughs) and realise we came because we're proud of you becoming a finalist, not necessarily about winning, like it took a lot. So I'm in two minds listening to you going, I love first, second, third at the Olympics or at yes. a competition or things like that. But you're not really talking about that, are you? Because it's very challenging. How can someone's business, who may only be, let's say, a half a million dollar turnover business, yet let's say it has a real big high profitability amount and they donate a lot to charity or they do a lot, 
How can that compare to a multi-million dollar business? I know there's different categories, but a multi-million dollar business that can donate more, maybe give more. Is there certain criteria then, in your opinion, that you'd be looking for as opposed to the categorization or the the actual numbers or results? Like how, how would you see it would be fair to give a win to get a winner? Or do you not agree? No, I, I, I think you're right. And, I, and I'm the same. I'm actually in two minds. It's like I see value in um, recognising, you know, and going through that, you know, whether it, for want of a better illustration, the first, second, third, I, I see value in that, you know, and we don't have to give just a participation award, but I also see value in just um, celebrating the wins as opposed to um highlighting as you say in in look in terms of micro business when we're not talking half a million dollars we're talking you know some women you know fifty thousand dollars for the year or a hundred thousand dollars for the year like they'd be on cloud nine but I think it's there's ways to do to incorporate a bit of both yes you know so where um you know that whole it's not I don't know if you ever listen to any marketing guys, but I like listening to a um, a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. You know, and he always talks about it's not or, it's and. Mm. So it doesn't have to be one way or the, the other. Let, let's combine the two. And what would that look like for me in terms, I think it's recognising maybe someone who's the, the longevity of their business. It might just be the fact that they, you know, they're still in business. They might, they might be struggling financially. It might not be where they want, you know, in terms of, um, you know, if you were look to look at their accounts, but they're still going. They're still, you know, they're still functioning. They're still um, showing up every day. So yeah, I, I think it's. I'm sure. Oh, I think a- I think we could win that one together. You and I. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Lots of women that can do that. <laughs> I completely hear you, and I and I'm really glad that we highlighted it because uh, for the people who do win the award, there is just such a sense of joy and gratitude yeah. and and honouring of their team or the people around them that got there. And I think that's the real win is that the team and the company and the business itself gets recognised. And I am so for that. I do love, though, at awards celebrations, hearing about the other finalists and their business. Um, And then I love to know what was the little X factor that made that business win the actual award. I just, to me, that's the inspiration, not just that they're the winner, but how did they win? What did they do differently or to stand out? Because then that in itself could inspire someone to do it bigger or better or change what they're doing for the following year. For some people, awards don't matter. It really isn't a draw card or a carrot or a stick mentality. But I do love celebrating other people that do well in business. And I think your network, those events that you offer and the different trainings that you offer almost subliminally do that the whole way through anyway. Would you agree? Yeah, look, we obviously we try and do that, make sure the women are sort of being mindful um, of the, the wins along the way. You know, it's like in anything in life, it's easy to focus on what you're not doing or what you're doing wrong or, you know, rather than just taking that time to stop and go, you know what, I've actually, you know, we've come a long way, we've achieved quite a lot, you know, we might not be where we want to be, 
but we're a lot further along than we used to be. Yeah. And I think that is a freaking win in itself. And that to me is what you're all about. Uh, Sweetheart, could you tell us a little bit, like we've got a really exciting event coming up here on the Sunshine Coast. And and I would love you to share with this beautiful group on Friday, the 10th of November, you have an incredible uh, event in the calendar here. Could you tell us all about it? And if people could attend, if they're here, and if not, perhaps there's other ways that we can connect with the people who will be involved absolutely yes it's we are super super duper excited to be having the annual women's lifestyle expo and as you said it's happening on friday the 10th of november so 15 years ago the event started at venue 114 here on the sunshine coast and but it was in one hall there's actually three halls to the venue so we're going back 15 years later we're taking um all of the three halls We've also got the courtyard area. It's going to be absolutely amazing. We've got live music, empowering speakers. We've got mobile food trucks. There's 50-plus pop-up shops and exhibits for the ladies just to, you know, browse, shop, sip, socialise. We've got champagne on arrival for the first 300. We've also had one of our exhibitors donate a beautiful luxe laundry bag from Black Market Lingerie for the first 300. We've got... For some fantastic speakers lined up for the ladies. We've got a Latin dance class happening throughout the um, afternoon and evening. We've got a Brazilian dance showcase. Yeah, so look, I'm I'm so excited. It's just a real night of, it's a positive and, and empowering girls' night out, you know, an opportunity to grab your girlfriends, come along, have some fun, but also be really uplifted and encouraged in the process. Oh gosh, it's I do know I went to that first one 15 years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. And I'm just blown away at just the growth and the sheer magnitude, but also the vibe has not changed, I would imagine, once. And that is all about your absolute ethos of bringing women together, rising together, collaborating together, but also, as you said, inspiring one another. What keeps you going with this? Is it the women each year that show up and come to the event? Is it the speakers? Is it the exhibitors? I mean, 15 years is a long time to run an event. How does Fabe stay ignited and connected to the vision of this beautiful event? Okay, so I haven't been running it for 15 years. A beautiful friend of mine started it 15 years ago, Sue Frost, and then Alexandra Kupka took it over four years ago or six years ago, and then I took it over two years ago because events like if there's a live event, I'm there. They're like they're my jam. I just I love the experience that you get with a live event. Everything that we do in terms of um, my business is put through the filter of is it empowering, is it engaging, and is it fun? And we try and incorporate those three aspects in everything that we do, because in the midst of learning, if you can make learning fun, you will retain it much more than um, if you just you know do something that's not fun and engaging. So how do I, oh, look, as I say, I, I, if there's a live event, so when I was learning about event management and how, you know, sort of learning the ropes, if there was live events, I just used to go along and volunteer. I just used to love being a part of, of that. I think that whole aspect of service, it's funny because now as we're talking, I actually remember back to being a, a little girl and going over to my neighbour's house and 
the parents would be so shocked because I would just love grabbing a plate of food and handing it around to everyone and just serving everyone. It was just, it was my happy place. You're still serving all <laughs> these years later. I love it. <laughs> so I thought you were involved in it way longer than two years. Isn't that interesting? And I imagine for you, is this one of the biggest first events since COVID that you've been able to put on? And if so, how does that make you feel? Yes, it is. So we plan to run this event at the Cloundra Indoor Stadium in 2020. Uh, but of course, everything got shut down. I, I postponed the event twice. I cancelled it once and then I completely restyled it to, to operate, be able to operate in a much smaller format. So we ran it twice last year at the She Shed on Aerodrome Road in Ruchidor. So look, I am, um, as, because of the generosity of our exhibitors and sponsors, they've been absolutely phenomenal this year. Um, what I'd like to do is offer to all of your listeners uh, two free tickets for them and a friend to be able to come along. All they have to do oh. is jump on my website, which is fabe, F-A-B-E, Kylie, K-E-I-L-Y.com, and they can claim their free ticket from there. Oh, you're incredible. I'm actually going to put the link, the direct link into the show oh, notes. Awesome. That is so generous and so kind. I think you had me at Bubbles on arrival, <laughs> yes. lingerie on arrival. Oh, I think yeah. I'll be there at quarter to two. No. <laughs> <laughs> so many women. It's funny when I tell them about all the different things that, you know, that are happening at the expo, their response is exactly what you said. <laughs> you had me at Bubbles. <laughs> I think it just means for many of us, bubbles, I don't know, there's just something about it. There's cheerfulness, there's celebration, there's release, yeah. there's connection, there's yeah. just so much. And even if it's kombucha or soda water in the bubbles, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Bubbles is just yeah. the word, the word, right? <laughs> so so tell us a little bit about some of the exhibitors that will be there this year. Oh, look, we've got everything from um, we've got some fantastic female mentors and coaches. We've got Anne Nola Harris on the main stage. She's a top 100 global mentor in the realms of, of health, um, love and finances. We've got a fantastic Simone Leslie. I don't know if you've ever heard Simone. Yes. So Simone's a master neurostrategist that's spoken across the globe, you know, literally to, goodness me, hundreds of thousands of women mm -hmm. because she goes to places like Africa and and um, other sort of more remote places like that. We've got Chris Flavel from Avanti Health. So, see, like one of the, the beautiful things in hosting the expo is finding out about all of these amazing, amazing businesses here on the Sunshine Coast that I had no idea even existed. So Chris is from an, a business called Avanti Health, and they're a 50-plus gym but you should see their gyms. It's like they're luxury. It, it's absolutely <laughs> stunning. Um, so who else have we got? We've got, um, goodness me, I haven't got my notes in front of me to find out all about. We've, uh, got, people, we've got some hampers. We've got um, oh, some oil drops. We've got two fashion, fantastic fashion parades happening on the night by Onyx Poppy Boutique, and they're featuring um, designers like Frank Lyman, Sasha Drake, uh, Zarina. We've also got be the beautiful Carly Wacker from here on the Sunshine mm -hmm. Coast. She launched her own clothing range recently. So they're featuring together with Matilda Cove Swimwear. Oh, 
How brilliant. I yeah. love it when I see all these beautiful sunny coasts. Many of the listeners will notice that a number of my guests on here are from the Sunshine Coast, and it's because of my love <laughs> of my own area where I live. But also each state, each region, each place like the Sunshine Coast, no matter where you are in Australia or the world, there are some extraordinary people, and it's only when you get to events like this that you actually get to see them all in one place. What are you personally looking for? forward to the most in this event on Friday the 10th of November? Look, I think I'm looking forward to, because it, it's it's something I've been working on all year from February this year. And I'll be up until Friday and once the actual expo opens, you know, I'll be head down, bum up, making sure that everything is set up and, you know, ready to roll I'm looking forward to the opportunity then because of the way that I've structured the event, just being able to enjoy it, get around, talk to the ladies, talk to our exhibitors, talk to the women attending the event. Um, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And just seeing the women come along on the night and I, my desire and my hope is that they would leave that event you know, basically the last song that we play as women will leave the event close to 8 o'clock is that song Good Riddance, which is, you know, I hope that you've had the time of your life. And that's my heart's desire is that they would walk away feeling just really uplifted and encouraged as women knowing that, look, you know, provided you don't let self-sabotage stop you, there isn't anything that you can't do love everything about this you know going to events like this or attending your empowering women's network being a part of anything that you create is not only an act of togetherness and helping each other rise and shine and inspiration and empowerment and all of those incredible words but in my humble opinion when you put yourself out there like that that is saying you're worth it that is an act of self-love what would be your definition of self-love my definition of self-love would be, I think, loving yourself enough to make a priority and schedule time for yourself. You know, as women, we get so busy. And I remember watching an episode, it was of about Oprah Winfrey, and she was sharing, she went through a time of real complete burnout. And, you know, busy woman, everything that she was doing, and she realised that she scheduled and made an appointment for virtually everything else in her life apart from herself. And it really, you know, if someone like as famous and as successful as her has realised the importance of just really, you know, we can say make a priority or having that just time for yourself every single day just to take some time out for you. And I think what you said at the very beginning for you, the affirmations, the daily journaling, those are real beautiful acts of self-love. It's checking in with yourself. It's honoring yeah. the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that come up, the good and the not so good, the learnings, the opportunities. Yes. I think that's what makes you such a profound and extraordinary leader. And it is such an honor to share you with the Self-Love Podcast listener. 
for people who can't get to the uh, to the conference, to the seminar, to the events that you have live, but they still want to follow you and be a part of all that you offer, could you tell us, is it still fabkiley.com that we head to? Is there anywhere else we need to go? And what are the socials? Are they the same? Yeah, look, the best place in terms of staying updated with our events or becoming a member and getting access to that $10,000 worth of personal development and business growth online courses is fabekiley.com. In terms of social media, the best place to connect with me is on Facebook, which is Fabe Kiley, Empowering Women. Perfect. I'll make sure yeah. as well that those We're are very, nice. very active on, on Facebook. Yeah, you are. I love it. I love it. Oh, you sweetheart. Well, I'm going to put the links in. Remember, if you're listening to this, you're out driving or walking or jogging, whatever it is, make sure you head on over to fabekiley.com. That's F-A-B-E-K-E-I-L-Y.com. You will see where you can claim your free ticket. And that's especially there for you if you're interested or happen to be on the Sunshine Coast this Friday, the 10th of November. And if you would like to also be a part of or subscribe to the Empowering Women's Network or any of the other events that are coming up, please head to the same page. You will not regret being a part of this woman's network. You will love all the different contacts and connections she has. And most importantly of all, my dear listener, you are going to love the way she makes you feel. You feel like a multi-squillion dollar champion when you're in her company, and you certainly get a lot of tools and a lot of beautiful resources to inspire you to keep going. And as you've probably heard from our beautiful Fabe today, that it's about the persistency, the consistency, the constant showing up one foot in front of the other. Doesn't matter where you're at in your business or where you're at financially, there is always a place to feel connected, to be inspired, and certainly to be empowered. Fabe, as a closing comment, and maybe you could include a favorite quote of yours at the moment, what would be your message to the self-love podcast listener? Okay. Well, I think one of my most favorite quotes, and that would be my message, is life is very simple. What you give out, you get back. Life is very simple. I'm just writing this down. What you give out you get back. Isn't that just the truth of it? And for those of us that sit back waiting for life to happen or come to us, you might be waiting a long time. So the real key I take from that is get up, take action, put one foot in front of the other, sign up. And if nothing else, after listening to this, make sure you become a member of or watch and follow our beautiful, gorgeous fade. Honey, it is a delight to share you. I wish you all the best for Friday. If I'm so gutted I'm at a wedding, I mean, I'm excited I'll be at a wedding, but I'm <laughs> so disappointed that I won't be able to be there. I had everything blocked in for that until I got the news of this amazing union between these two special souls. So I will forgive them, but yeah. I just want to wish you hand on heart all the love and success for this beautiful event. And I know that you will make it an absolute extraordinary success. Thank you so much for being on the Self Love Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute delight. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family and head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care.
This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.